Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, today we are trying a new format with my podcast. So rather than having Jerry, my sound guy, coming right at the end, we thought we would have a discussion around today's topic. So what topic do you have for me today, Jerry? Jan, hey, um, I thought today I wanted to go back to one of your earlier podcasts, uh, which was the one about childhood messages, uh, number five, I think that was. That put up so many questions. Uh, for me and a couple of other people I've spoken to as well, really wanted some more depth uh, about what you were talking. And one of the fundamental um, aspects of that podcast was core values. And I wanted to ask, to start with, what do you mean by core values? Okay. All right. So, yes, going back to those childhood messages. Well, yes. I have said that um, in that podcast around how we are able to sort of start to think about who we truly are. And if we look back and how we were and when we were kids, when we were growing up, sometimes um, our values come from those around us, what we're seeing, our environment, what we've heard, what we, um, what our, how we parents are, how our parents have parented us. So some of those core values can come from those um, things that we have learnt from those those childhood years. And what's an example of a core value? Like give us some, what would be a core value? Well, one, it's interesting because one of just, the thing that's just come to my mind, which is quite surprising to me, was that when I was growing up, my father was a, was, extremely punctual. You had to be very punctual. So his value was that you never, it's a value to him, it was important to him. And I found that I actually carried that over into my life. I I needed to be punctual. I need to be on time. Um, whereas when I got married, my my husband came from a different way of being. You, you got to a place when you got to a place. So it can actually, you know, it's values because we're coming from different places as we're, as we are, um, we don't even realise it. But that's just one value that just came to my mind just then, just straight off the top of my head. And you obviously looked at my questions because you just answered one of my ones that I have <laughs> right, later. Okay. But we'll get back to that. Um, so that, and that, so that came, that core value for you came from your father, for instance. Yes. Um, and so are all our core values, do they all come from childhood messages, childhood education, childhood environment? From my experience over counselling, over the over 28 years I've been counselling and listening to people and where their, where their life has taken them at different stages and ages, I think there's a lot in around the perhaps the the cultural experiences can be quite strong. There are religious beliefs. They can have a lot of different values that go with religions, religious beliefs. 
their um, their environmental environment that they're living in, the communities they're living in, their what even what their school teacher has perhaps um, drummed into them at some stage in their lives, can have a big impact without them even knowing it. Until something impacts on that, and then all of a sudden, so would we would we, for instance, store our core values unknowingly, as you're saying? You know, they might they might have those core values that they don't know about until later in life when something impacts on those and we react in a certain way, but we don't know why we reacted like that, and we might not even be conscious enough to know that that was a reaction to something. I think so. I think because I use that word, the punctual. Uh, punctual was very important and I, because it was very important growing up. Uh, however, when you think about other ones like honesty, respect, uh, those sorts of things, they can often be driven by uh, not just the significant people in your life. It can be driven by what your your, your cultural backgrounds your your beliefs from um, religions and places that like that. So and even even in uh, sporting, you you uh, your sporting coach could be actually driving you to succeed, and he you have to be a certain way to succeed. You have to be um, respectful, and you have to do what you were to- you have to be uh, able to function in a way that he sees is important to you to function. So it mightn't even be your way of being. It's, however, it becomes a driven thing in Someone you. Someone actually imprints that on you, and, and which is, I suppose, the way parents, as you're raising your child in the best way you know possible, yes. you're consciously or unconsciously imprinting your values on, the, on your child, hey? Absolutely. They... They are little sponges from mm. a very early age. They're watching you and how you, how you do things. And if your message to a child is you've got to think of others, you, you don't think of yourself first, then that becomes a way of being in your life. It's, it's just the way it is. Mm. Mm. I have to be respectful of others. I can't think of myself. And I think that's, that's sometimes then it comes to be very hard for somebody to sort of understand or know how they work that for themselves. Well, it's very difficult to break free from, isn't it? Like if you're, if that's something that your brain has pathed for all of your life and going back to what you said about your punctuality, like how long, how much later in your life was it when you met someone that was completely the antithesis of your punctuality <laughs> that you then had to manage that? I still do. <laughs> I still do. And it stayed with me. That particular one has stayed wow. with me. And how does that, like, what's that feeling, that physical feeling like inside you when that core value gets impinged upon? I can, I find, still find it to this day. Um, and and it's, it's great that my husband is, is able to stick to his ways of being because it's him and he has been able to sort of come to a way of us being able to know that we'll get certain place on time. 
because his messages was, you, you get there when you get there. You know, it's just the way it was. Which and, is totally the opposite to yeah, where you came it's just the way it was. And I think that's what it's all about, that we we can we can still have our own ways of feeling and being and that, how we feel inside. However, there's about this, perhaps even a, we might want to call it a compromise mm. in that way of your value. And that's not an easy thing to do mm. at times for people. It's not an easy thing to do because it's it's an ingrained thing. And that was ingrained in me, mm-hmm. very much so. Um, but, you know, other things like uh, respect, I would say around, it was pretty big for me growing up. Respect for elders or? Um, respect for others. Others, just generally others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... And then it's about thinking, well, if it's respect, how are you respecting yourself? And when I talk about that in the counselling room, some people say, I don't know, I'm just doing this or I'm doing that or uh, I just don't, I don't know. Mm. So is that something that you got to... You found yourself, so you were taught from an early age to respect everybody else, mm. but it wasn't instilled in you to respect yourself, but you found that later in life. How did you go about finding that or go through that process? I I think it was more around, I think I mentioned it in one of the podcasts I've said, I felt like I had like a mini breakdown in my 40s and it was around thinking about I couldn't work out who I truly was. And I think from my experience counselling, it does happen for people. I know it happens for men. Uh, I've had a lot of experiences with women because women are often doing that nurturing that, that with the, child, the children growing up and then they've got to cut the apron strings, they've got to let them go, they've got to, you know, understand that they're not having to do this anymore, whatever. Uh, I think then they, they start to think, well, what about me? I haven't really thought about me. And I got to that point and I had, I really did, I felt like I was having a breakdown. And I ended up having counselling over it and that was the beginning of my counselling journey. And I think in that what I found was that what I was experiencing as a value and my values were not really, I wasn't working the values to, to help myself. I was, the values were actually what was being instilled in me to look after others. Mm-hmm. Not, and to satisfy other people yes. of what you should be like. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I... Because I always said, you know, I used to, I think I've said it in the podcast, that I had this, like, this burning feeling inside me and it was, I used to have that a lot. Mm. And because I couldn't work out what was going on and then um, it would be thinking this is, something's not right. And when I started to do the work on myself, I realised that, Yes, I, I was a respectful person. I was a very honest person. I was very punctual. I was all these other things <laughs> of, that I... That are all that, helping other people. ...been growing up was all about. Yeah. Um, however, I wasn't doing it for myself. Mm. And I started to think, well, I, I have a right to respect myself and honour myself mm. 
like I have been doing for others. Mm. And it was a major turning point for me, major turning point. That's a huge life shift, hey. It was. Like, and that's, that's almost your shifting core values. You're looking at them and going, these aren't working for me. I need to shift those to something else. And you mentioned that, you know, you see that a lot um, more with women that go through that process. Um, do you think that, and I, I recognise that in, um, you know, you said about doing the work and things like that, that it takes that to do that. How does, why do you think more women are experiencing that or are more willing to do that or more open to that or more conscious of that than men? Mm. I think it's because women are able to talk more. They are able to share more of what they're feeling. And it always saddens me so much that men have got to the point. Now, I know it's happening for men in their midlife. You hear it, midlife crisis, all that for men. I it usually involves the car, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rather well, than somebody, core value. <laughs> yes. However, it's, they, they've never been able to sort of explore their feelings at, mm. at, at a deeper emotional level that I think sometimes or even share what they're thinking or feeling mm. at a deeper emotional level. And that, like, women can. And I think when you said about breakdowns, that that, like, that's what it took for me, like, literally to get to the bottom, the lowest point in my life, to start then putting myself back together again. It's almost like there was no, there was no option to do it kind of gently and take it apart little bit by little bit and put it back together properly. It was like it all just had to come crashing down, get into the lowest point of the low, and then go okay, well, that wasn't serving me or that served me up until now, but now isn't going to, the me that I was is not going to serve me for the rest of my life and I have to do something about that. And I think that's when, yeah, when you say it about, um, as men, I don't think we're, that part of us isn't embraced or hasn't or wasn't, you know, from my generation, was never embraced to go, how are you feeling today? And, (laughs) how are you going to process those feelings? Like the men um, and the men that I went through men's behavioural change programs with, um, a lot of them were as far as they could get, like we we would do like a nightly check-in as to how we were feeling and most men were like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) But that was what, you know, nobody knew how to identify what was going on for them. That's right. And one of the one of the biggest lessons I learned going through you say about doing your work and and going through the work that I did for me and my my stuff um, was that anger is like the top level of everything, and underneath that there is always so much more. But often I think men just key into that anger. I'm feeling angry. It's like, but what is under that anger? And and what. One of the questions that I had was what happens when core values conflict in a relationship? And what I felt and what when we were talking about how do you feel when, you know, your husband's not punctual and that conflicts <laughs> your core values, what I used to feel when core values were impacted was just anger and rage and anger mm. and now... I feel the physical sensations of those things, 
but am able to not react to them or choose not to react to those because it's almost like a triggered response when core values are impacted. There's this immediate reptilian triggered response. Absolutely, yes. Yep. And that's it's scary that brain does that, that we are programmed, that we're given these core values as a child through no fault of our own. Like parents put them into us and they're doing the best they can. And yet later on in life, for whatever reason, they're now a reptilian response, an automatic response to mm. an event that happens. Because you, and it's it's like I said before, it's it's because you've formed a partnership with somebody and you will have your own family, your own children. However, you've still got your core beliefs dripping down all the time. They're always coming down into your nuclear family arrangement. And they probably came from your parents yes, as well. they keep like, on coming down. Mm-hmm. I can re- recognise them in, in, in genetically from my side. And I think that's what happens. And then you've, you've got two people that go, what the, you know, <laughs> we can't. You know, I but this is this is what I believe, and this is how I, you know. This is what and they don't even think where it's come from mm, because mm. it's just that's them. Right. It's just them. They don't think where that's come no. from and whether that's actually valid for them. No, they don't. Yeah. And then they're going to say, "But this is that's not right. This is this is where I'm coming mm. from. Don't you understand? That's where I'm coming mm. from. You know. So that's why communication breaks down in relationships. And as you said something before about the opportunity to, and you used the word compromise, but I sensed that that wasn't the word that you really wanted to use because when I hear compromise in a relationship, it's like, well, I'm giving up something. But actually, I'm not giving up something. I'm giving something to my partner. I'm giving, we're sharing something. Yeah. And I think when you said before, like <clears throat> in a relationship when two diametrically opposed core values meet, it is a great opportunity to actually have a dialogue there and go, Absolutely, yes. well, this is my core value, this is your, and they're opposite, like punctuality, casualness around time. And my my wife and I are, are almost the same in that. Like um, she's very much like we'll get there when we get there. And there are th- some things like for me, airports, I have to get four oh, hours. Oh, <laughs> right. Absolutely. We're going to break down on the freeway. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. I'd, I'd rather be there six hours before. <laughs> me too. Absolutely. <laughs> and sit and have a coffee. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Mel's just, look, we'll just get there. It'll be fine. We don't need and, and But I get so stressed. And then as soon as I get to the airport, I have to check in and I have to get all my bags yes. in and get all the, I need to yes. do all that real fast. Yep. Find where the gate is, go and see the gate, and then go, okay, now I can relax for four mm-hmm. hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. But it's so, and so she sees that so important to me, but for her not getting there on time is is not an un, is not an important thing. So yeah. she's happy to go, okay, you get there whatever time you like so you're not feeling stressed. Yes, and it's the same with, then, with us. And uh, I, I do get that, and, and uh, I guess it's not, yeah, it's not so much about compromise. It's it's about I, I guess it's about sort of uh, respectful or respectful yeah. respecting of, that yeah. thing inside that other person yes. that's driving them in that just in that moment. That's right, just in that absolute moment. And I think when we can see that in the other person, and it doesn't need to impact on us, we can just let that go and go okay, whatever. But I think it's when there's core values that are really fundamental to each other or, or to yourself. And I think that's where, what does one do in a relationship then when 
each person's core value is diametrically opposed around a very important subject. Mm. Um, tricky. It's because there can be reasons behind that value. It all depends on what it is. That's why I, I, I do this for couples too when we get further into sessions that they start to recognise their own value systems and to, to write them down. I think I've mentioned this. Mm. Uh, because and just to be able to sort of see what they, what individually what they think are they their values. So can you just reiterate what um, what that exercise was that you got? Because I think you got them to, to write the columns the down. The 20, 20 values. Yeah. And then write down the 20. And I ask couples, as I say, it's not the first thing you're doing, mm. but further down the track when they're coming back, um, getting clear on where they want, what they want, how they want their relationship to work. Your values are important. People don't seem to understand how they're driving you. And once you write them down, if you write down 20 values, you each write them down, then you and then you do that separately, you could come together and show each other your values. This is what I have is my values. These are my important ones. Your first four. It, I then asked, asked them to actually go through their values and bring out the top four. Mm. Then it's about thinking, well, this is what is important to me. It could be, you know, respecting others, honesty, hardworking, um, punctual, mm. um, caring, um, consideration, uh, loving uh, or empathy or whatever mm. it is. And then you go going to see what another person has. Yeah, what a lovely, um, <laughs> as you're saying this, i got tears like in my eyes because I'm just thinking what a lovely thing to give to your partner like or to, to say what are your core values? Mm. Show me. Tell me your core values. Yes. Because how many people do that? Like- no, that, well, they don't. And because, it, it, as I say, it's really, I wanted to reiterate, our values are driving us. Mm. They're driving how we think, we feel, how we react, how we live our lives. Um, and they're coming from those messages from early on and they're just with us as we go through our childhood, our adolescence, our, our young uh, adult lives, our adult lives, and then our children are, are learning about that. They're, they're actually picking up on what where our values, and maybe they're not they're what they really mm. want, but yeah. they're learning ours. <laughs> so this is just repetitive pattern. Mm. So if couples can do that exercise and get to those four core values, then they can look at well how is that, first of all, I always ask them to say, you've defined those four. If, if you're telling me that honesty is your top, is the one that you value the most, just tell me individually how you are being honest with yourself. That's the most important thing. And your partner might be respect. So... Tell me, how is respect individually working for you? So what do you do to respect yourself? They're the, they're the fundamental things. Then you can look at 
the other ones that you're bringing up, the four main ones, and then thinking about how do how is how am I being honest in this relationship? How am I being respectful in this relationship? What does that mean? And then from that, you can build a healthier communication style mm. because you're open, you're honest, you're recognizing what could what is working for you first because people don't know. Mm. And then <laughs> people don't know. We, we expect people to know that. Yes, oh, and then we don't ones. know. And then, then people start to think, "Was well, a couple?" You know, I know. You know, my husband and I did it years ago, and it was it was a real, really good way of looking at our, our relationship again because we've been mm. married for quite a long year, like many years. Um, but it was really a great way of looking at our relationship again because we did have different. We did put that. We, we had good values, mm. I believe. Mm. Um, however, we had them in different different formats, mm. different different ways of what was number one for him was not, mm. not one one for me. You know that sort of thing, and it was really good to be able to explore that. Unpacking those together, I would imagine, would give you such an insight into yourself, let alone the other person. Yes, but to yourself, and and then know that you know. So, like I find when when like I have. Um, core values around um, or, or not core values around like being violated in in various kind of aspects and but I realize that the feeling that I get when that's triggered is completely out of proportion to the thing that's happening uh, yeah and I've only realized that you know quite recently and so now I am especially aware or wary around an incident that might be violating around um, personal property, personal space, uh, personal like creativity as well, those kind of things. When one of those gets violated, I'm I'm very much aware that the response that I have to that is usually out of proportion to the thing that's happened and I need to be careful about my outward yeah. response to that the inward response like i it hasn't been i haven't deprogrammed that fully yet mm. so i still have that inward response mm. of, of you know fight flight rage anger response yeah. but i'm now able to just go yeah that's out of proportion jerry <laughs> we don't need to react on that um but it's unpacking that was such a great it was a great opportunity to go oh that's why I responded like that. That's why I reacted like that. I don't need to do that in the future. And I think as a as a thing to do as a partnership is a wonderful thing because it's such a gift to yourself and to the other person. It is. And it it can have create a better understanding mm. of a relation the relationship that they're so in. So much. Yeah, because it's always about in couple counseling, it's always about counseling the relationship. Mm. However, it's what the individual brings to it. So when you can really look at yourself with those values and explore that first, then it allows you to think about how that's working mm. in the relationship. So for people listening today, and, and hopefully people will do that exercise, like write down their core values, it could actually be super beneficial when they start identifying what their core values are mm. to get in touch with a counsellor and go, I didn't realise this was so important to me. But why is it? And then start unpacking that and, and see what transpires because of that. Because I'm sure when people start to become conscious about their values and their reactions to those values, they might see 
some out-of-proportion responses. Mm. Yeah, and that can be that can be really tricky. And being able to talk to a professional around that could be really beneficial for the relationship because once you identify it, then it's about finding out how you can get it to into the place where you would like it. Mm. And you may need assistance with that. Mm. And one of the things I, I learned in Men's Behavioural Change was doing those improvements and doing that work on yourself to look at it as I'm just doing this on myself. I'm not doing it for somebody else. And whilst it may help a relationship, who it it helps you as a human being. And I think that anything that does that, you know, we mentioned before I was talking um, on another podcast about 12-step program. And I think that human beings in general should be encouraged to work on themselves and to unpack all that stuff that is put onto us. It would be lovely if they could. Wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's campaign for government funding. <laughs> yes, it, it, you know. it would be. It would be really lovely. I and mean, it's like, it's like maternity leave and paternity leave. Right? Maybe we should be given leave from our lives to, to do the work that we need to do to be better people. And I think that's sort of where um, that allows me to just sort of have a little message around coming to see a counsellor because this is going to always be an individual thing and it's going to be, and for some it's going to be hard for them to do that. There'll be certain barriers around wanting to, to share parts of their life and it can be hard and that also needs to be respected and sometimes it's never, there's never any time frame. Some people may want to go to counselling and other times um, their partner might want them to go. However, it doesn't always mean that they're going to be able to do that work that they mm. want to do. So it's about being respectful around the time frames and perhaps not expect, there no, no expectations of, of how mm. to sort of work through this because even when you do your values, perhaps it could be if one person still doesn't want to go and see a counsellor, for example, they want to talk. Perhaps it could be just to say, well, we did this work together. Mm. Let's honour that. We did this. We actually sat down, did this exercise. We may not want to see a counsellor right now because we've looked at this. Mm. And we can see ourselves a bit more clearly yeah. as an individual. And just that is so valuable. In itself. Yeah. That's valuable. Yeah. And to honour that process because we did it because we, we want to improve our relationship. Mm. So let's let's just start to think about... Um, those core values that we've identified, how can we sort of honour that and I respect, you know, I know now about yours and you know about mine and let's see, you know, what we can do about that. What a beautiful little stepping stone to take a relationship. Yeah, and then later on if they think, well, we could really, you know, just probably work on this a bit more, Mm. we might need a professional to, Mm. to help us with that. And then you could be then it will be the right time. Mm. That's beautiful, Jen. That's a and that's a lovely place. I think you mentioned about um, how you know that we can start that little thing ourselves together. It's yes. Just, well, let's just write this together. Yes. And what a great place to start on on looking at your relationship and and looking at 
either healing or just improving or yeah. just coming together as, as two people and with a better understanding. Better understanding and you've done it yourselves. Be proud of yourselves. Mm. The other thing I say to people that sometimes can leave them a little bit, you know, not sure about what I'm going to say, uh, however, I always say you are the most important person. Mm. When you look at yourself, even in a relationship, and you can say, I am important, and the other person can say, I am an unimportant person mm. and I am the most important person. It sounds can sound selfish. It can sound selfish in the relationship. However, it's not about making it a selfish thing. Mm. It's about honouring yourself, getting to getting uh, knowing that the values that you have written down there, you are going to work on yourself for them first. Mm. You're valuing yourself enough to do that. I am important enough to do that. And then that can benefit the relationship. Mm. But well, it's that that two whole people coming together, not two half people coming together, making right. a whole, isn't it? Yes. And that's well, that's something maybe we can talk on another day because mm. that that's um, wow, we could talk for hours. On. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but thanks so much, Jan. Like bombarded you with questions, but it's been such a great chat. Thanks, Jan. And um, look forward to doing it again next time. Yes, I really enjoy it. Thank you. And hopefully, people will, like. I think. Do you think if people could write in? Um, and ask you questions like we Absolutely. could probably find some time I'd to love to have that um, so yeah please scoot uh, Jan an email mail at jambaileyscounselling.com.au be wonderful thank you thanks everybody thanks. bye